Hello, adventurers and friends. Welcome to the MinMaxed Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. A recap of Session 1. Our ringleader, Myron, gives us some hype, but he is shortly after found dead. The professor says the show must go on, and we all prepare to do our part. Lots of things happen. Ellie's snake, Mr. Tickles, is sick. Jeb diagnoses and helps the giant anaconda. The dwarves are distraught, but Moonlight encourages them. Mordain the magician is indignant, but Savatri consoles her. The performance order is decided, and everyone prepares to go on. First up, it's Kestrel, who kills it. Then Jeb and Ellie also do well. After that, it's Mordain, who does a cool escape. For the finale, it's the dwarves, the jugglers, and the acrobats who all do well. Among all of this, a bunch of shit happens that needs to be handled. Some rats to the acrobat safety nets. There's gamblers who get told off, vipers that get scared away, and ruffians who get beat up. But in the end, the show is a success. In episode one, we jump right into the action. Here in episode two, we're gonna take a step back and introduce ourselves and the characters that we're going to be playing in the Extinction Curse. If you'd like more information about our characters, you can find character sheets, art, and backstories on our website, minmaxed.com. I'll let David start first. Oh, introduce yourself as players, too, because some people might start at Extinction Curse and don't really know you guys as players yet. So let's I just do that real quick, too. Well, hey, I'm David. I am the one guy in Minmax that doesn't live in Min. I live in Georgia, but I lived in Minnesota most of my life. Only recently moved here. I am going to be playing Kestrel Saval. He is an elf, and I took the ancient elf heritage thing which allows you to take a dedication at level one. Uh, it seems super broken, but it is totally legit and awesome. This character is a monk primarily with the cleric dedication. I'm going to be focusing on like key spells. It's hard to get a lot of them early on, but uh, that is roughly what I'm going to be doing. I want this character to be a great big bag of fun tricks. So right now he's going to be flurrying of blowing. He also has shield and ray of frost and key strike. So just trying to have something for each little situation. All right. Thank you, David. Uh, then how about uh, Ted? I'm Ted. I will be playing Sabatri Sayana. Uh, she is a cleric of Callistria. Um, I am planning on going to the rogue dedication at level two. It's going to end up being like a cleric that also is a rogue. It's going to be interesting. Um, yeah. How about uh, Swanee? Yeah, that's me. Uh, I'm Swanee. I've been playing D&D and Pathfinder for, what is it, 16 years or something like that now. Really excited about 2E. And I will be playing Moonlight Shadow Dance. Moonlight is a sorcerer with the aberrant background that um, trying to hoping to make sure that that plays in a lot to my character that aberrant that kind of strangeness and weirdness we created a background for moonlight because none of the ones that uh, came with the book really made much sense probably explain that a little bit more later and for the most part yeah moonlight is uh, good at talking to people that's about it don't forget the leshy part oh right moonlight is a leshy which is not the best ancestry to go for for sorcerer just because of what you get what bonuses you get but i thought it'd be really fun to play that uh that kind of um created by another person kind of thing does that mean your aberrant bloodline is actually an aberrant sap line david i hate you <laughs> that's okay um for, for anybody that doesn't know what aleshi is think Gro of groot groot yeah. Sw swanee is groot but very small. Uh, more like somewhere between baby and adolescent Groot. 
fleshies are small. Moonlight is smaller than even normal because of the way they kind of grew up, I guess. They don't, unless she's don't really grow up, but kind of some stunted growth there at the beginning. But she's our trees. And we don't want to give too much away about Moonlight's backstory. Story. Uh, they will get some spotlight time on that later on in the adventure. And that's going to bring us over to Spencer. Spencer. Hey, guys. It's Jebediah Hickburn played by Spencer. I've got a cat. And uh, yeah, I'm a dwarf druid with the fighter dedication going for more of an up-close fighter than more than a caster or won't be doing much like shape-shifting. Pretty much just fighting and buffing me and my cat. Jeb's a little crazy. He likes syrup. That's about it. Jeb, the cat's uh, name is Turtle, by the way. I think. Yeah. And is a tiger. <laughs> and is a tiger. Yeah. We, we all have a little bit of... Uh, foreknowledge of Jebediah Hickburn. Uh, this is actually the predecessor of another Jeb. Is this Jeb Jr.? I don't know. It might just be the actual Jeb and he just never ages. Who knows? <laughs> it's it's totally unknown, but uh, Jebediah is a syrup farmer, generally. Let's we'll see what he's doing as a circus. There's a whole family of Hickburns that are syrup farmers that Spencer has played. And uh, so it's a, it's a running joke. It's a thing. I like that uh, we get to show the world Jeb a little bit of a time. Where we left off, uh, last time the party has successfully, in fact, put on their very first performance as the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Right now, the crowd is filing out and the lights are going down the music is fading and instead of putting away any bits of the circus or any parts of the circus the party is backstage kind of standing in a circle around myron's body that we left there for three hours while we did our show (laughs) (laughs) csi is not going to be happy with us uh can i do a medicine check to see if i can figure out how Myron died, if there's any signs of wounds, the people looks like he was poisoned, whatever the fuck happened. Yeah, as Savatri approaches Myron's body, the performers that were standing in a loose circle around it uh, part to make room for the circus medic. And Savatri, as you get there, you kneel down and uh, you notice that immediately, the first thing you notice is that his legs are very, very swollen. Uh, you know those big kind of like pantaloons that circus leaders wear? No, I've never the, been to the, a circus in my the, life. The hammer pants? Kind of like yeah, kind of <laughs> like hammer pants. They're not quite so billowy, but you get the idea. The pants are tight against his legs. They are so swollen. Fucking bit by a snake. Okay, do you want a uh, secret medicine check or out in the open? I'll have you do it out in the open, but you're going to have to find a way to get his pants off first. Savatri is very skilled at taking men's <laughs> pants off. I, I don't think I need to roll a check for that. You don't? Okay. You're yeah. going to go for the dagger? The, the joke in that is my backstory, so go to our website. Um, <laughs> someone give me a dagger. I hand you my dagger. Even Moonlight has a dagger. Come on. Yeah, I, just start cutting his, I just have a fucking whip on me. I can't get people's pants off with the whip. I, I cut off this dude's pants. <laughs> um, kind of The fabric tears loudly. As you uh, cut into his pants, I want your medicine check. Okay. Is it too early to use a hero point? 
I feel like this is a big plot point, and I don't feel like I should fuck this up. I rolled a five and got an 11. I'm- Kestrel is also training to be a cleric. Maybe you're even helping him learn how to do this medicine stuff. He'll take a look with you and make a check of his own. Yes, please. Oh, my God. I roll a five and get a 10. Druid, Druid, get over here and look to see if there's like snake bites and shit. Let's, let's just do this as a team. Or let's, have, a, let's have Ellie take a look at it. She's a goddamn snake handler. Why is? I, I think I think we're not gonna inter- go there. I think we're interjecting some of our meta knowledge about what uh, happens yeah. with the snake bite. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> that okay. com- I mean, we're completely failing our medicine checks here. You are badly. I'm just gonna fucking hero point it. Oh, Spencer, okay. do you have medicine? Not till I get my skills. Because I'm going the nature route. So with my hero points, Savatri gets a 23. Roll the 17. Okay. With a 23, you are able to determine that, yes, in fact, Myron was bitten by vipers. And that you actually got a critical success. You are able to tell even the type of vipers that bit him. Is it the vipers we scared away? Yes. Shit, I'm gonna go hunt him down. We need the venom. He was not the vaccine. He's he's dead. What are you gonna do with the vaccine? <laughs> In case someone else gets bit. We scared him away. <laughs> Good, now our oh, patrons are gonna get bit by vipers? <laughs> On their way home. Oh they fuck. Are, they already paid us. Like fuck them. <laughs> we want them to come back. We put them on another show? Yeah, I don't know how that works. Do we do another show in Aberton? Or is this it? I guess that's up for us to decide. Our ring. I, I hope you. I hope you. I was gonna say. I hope you're not looking at me. That's really not up to me. Well, we don't. You know, we don't really know how the circus thing works. We'll so. see how it goes. Well, and let's be honest with ourselves. We're not even through like the first four hours of in-game time. Right. But these are important questions. So Kestrel rolls a lore circus and gets a fourteen. Would we normally stay here or, or move on? <laughs> Are we a traveling circus, or are we a, like, stay-here circus? Right. Well, here's the crazy thing about that. At this point, that is entirely up to you guys. So far as you can tell, the professor has no interest in taking lead of the circus. Myron's dead, and uh, you guys just kind of naturally took over. I'll do it. So, now the circus leader. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But uh, I wouldn't hate a Jeb ringleader. So, you do know that there were vipers that bit Myron. You do know that they were the vipers that were, in fact, under the bleachers. And the uh, there's some performers behind you who are kind of standing there anxiously looking over Savatri's shoulder. They're staying quiet, but they look anxious. So I know we've been introduced to several of the people in this circus. Yes. Um... I would assume that our characters would know probably everybody in the circus. I would say that's a very fair assumption. Yes. Then is there anybody we can think of that didn't like Myron? I, I feel like you said that there wasn't, but I feel like it's not a stretch for my character to think that a druid may have done this because we've got a lot of animal things happening. Do I know of, does Kestrel or anybody else know of somebody in the circus who might have the means to do this kind of stuff? Well, I think it's safe to say that the people that have the means are Jeb and Ellie. And Ellie, yeah. It didn't seem like Ellie, from what we've seen, had any any problems with Jeb, right? Or not Jeb, with uh, Myron? 
No, see, that's the thing. The The entirety of the Circus of Wayward Wonders is a kind of Myron's baby, you know? I mean, he brought all of these escapees from the Celestial Menagerie and crafted this circus that was dedicated around love and, and entertaining without harming and that sort of thing. So the actual performers, there's nobody who holds a grudge. Most of them look towards Myron as either a father, uncle, or grandfatherly figure. I, I oh. have a hypothesis. So there were a couple of drunks and some gamblers, but we had rats chewing net, uh-huh. and we had vipers under the stands, uh-huh. and Mr. Tickles got sick. I'm throwing it out there. I think we're dealing with an evil druid. That okay. is my hypothesis. All right. It's it's Jebediah. It's Jeb. He's a traitor. Hell yeah. It was Jeb the whole Jeb time. is the BBG. I may have also metagamed that idea a bit because my book came in, and uh, looking at the art on the front of it, that definitely looks like an evil druid. Yeah, that's that's a little bit of cheating. <laughs> you son of a bitch, David. A little David. bit of a cheat. But Why uh, would you do this? I do hate that they like give some of that stuff away. On um, like I remember running Shattered Star, and like the first thing that happened, David's like, "I bet you it's this because you know it's like it's on the player's guide." <laughs> it's like. Oh, hey, there's a box, and there's these creatures jumping out of the box in on the front of the player's guide. I I'll, bet, I'll bet that's what we're dealing that's with. That's happening right now. It's like, well, fuck you. Yes, it is. <laughs> so let's so, go fight a druid. So, Anybody else have any ideas on where we would start, like who we would question, or how we would proceed on this? Sounds like a typical bad accident. It could just let's be Let's move on. Yeah, it could just be an accident. I suppose so. Fair enough. I rule this up as... A- Viper strike. It's a freak accident. Nothing we can do about it. Let's uh, yeah, let's move on. I would say, can we go talk to Ellie, who is a snake expert, and see if those vipers we saw were indigenous or not? Like, is it possible that this could have been an accident? I want to talk to a snake expert. Or is that a nature check that our druid could make? Or that. You can go ahead and make that nature check if you'd like, Jeb. Okay. I do want to point out while Jeb is rolling that dice that, uh, yes, there are still some circus performers that are standing anxiously over Savatri, looking like maybe they need some sort of answer. Can you all back off and stop checking out my ass? (laughs) Go back to your rooms. Mind your own fucking business. Ah. One of uh, too too aggressive. That, that is, uh, I didn't say any of that. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's not say that. <laughs> Please. Going over my knowledge of snakes and getting the twenty-four. Jebediah, you would know that these snakes are in fact native to the Isle of Aaron. Where are we? The Isle of Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it normal? I asked Jeb. Is it normal for these snakes to? Be aggressive. Like this, to be aggressive like this? They're territorial snakes. They tend to house in forests. And granted, there's a forest nearby, but they tend to be found deeper in forests than just on the edge of them. One of the Flamboni sisters says, So, he's, uh, he's dead, obviously. There's some of the performers are gathering by the fireplace, in the, by the fire pit in the camp. We're all very afraid to return to our wagons in case this is sabotage. Hmm. I did look like he's looking really hard about something to say. Yeah, I don't really know what to say. I do have a question that I feel like Sabatri 
should be the knowledge she already has. Um, sure, go ahead. So where is Myron? Where did we find his body exactly? It's just out in the open? Or where is no. it? It was it's inside the curtained area, right? Backstage. It's backstage. Backstage, yep. And this is where he collapsed? Yes. Like right as he was Hoof. about to go on. It's, it's near the parts of the curtain to go on stage. Okay, who found the body? You don't really know. Okay, then I'm, I'm going to ask everybody. Um, who found the body? Who found Myron? Uh, one of the dwarven f- throwers puts his hand up and goes, I, it was me. Was he on the ground when you found him? Or did you I, watch him fall? Uh, he was on the ground when I found him. So nobody saw him collapse. Nobody actually saw him, where he came from. I they just see. They just found a body. Did, did, he, did he make a noise? Or was he already dead I before you? I hear a noise. No. I've already forgot the flame. Who is who is the last to see him before that? We don't really know. We don't really know at all. Myron has a tendency to go and check with all the performers and then goes prepare himself in his wagon. Far as I know, nobody saw him go from his wagon to here. We were all preparing for the show. I feel like we should go check his wagon. Yeah, and, and his room, but I'm just trying to think what, what we can say to these people for now. Um... I feel like it's probably a diplomacy check, but um, yeah, I think we should just say something about, you know, we're looking into it, and... Everyone should go back to their rooms. Nobody yeah. should be alone, though. Nobody wants to go back to the rooms, those of our three. Oh, we can well, hang maybe, out with Molly, Maybe it's time for a party. The rest of the performers are gathered around the fire pit at the camp, and they are afraid to go back to their wagons. I will go to the, the fire pit and give the big speech. Diplomacy check for the big speech. <laughs> <laughs> I I can I can lead these people to the fire pit while you investigate. People looking for you guys to tell them what to do. Why? Why us? What the hell did we do to make them think that we could run us? We're the heroes of the adventure, obviously. I'm really That's... attractive. <laughs> we have characters. Super, super attractive. I'm 200 years old. I that makes us like can run a circus. <laughs> I have manacles on me. You have manacles yeah. and a whip. God damn, you must have yeah. money. Yeah, cleric of man. Um, <laughs> I don't remember the fuck I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, everybody, go back to the fire pit. Right now, we've got a bunch of things on our dossier. We want to check his room, the wagon. We want to go talk to everybody around the fire, and we want to check for tracks outside the tent where the snakes came. So we have four things to do. Let's split the party. Everyone do their no, own thing. No, no, I mean, I feel like it's, it's perfect. There's four different things for us to do. Let's just each go do a thing. Uh, Jeb, Jeb's good with the tracking thing, so he can go track the animals. Uh, Ted's good at talking to people. He can go that way. Uh, Ted is not good at not talking Ted. to people. Zavatri uh, is Zavatri good at talking to people. Ted, Ted is terrible, terrible at talking to people. <laughs> like I said, big speech, roll diplomacy. That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh boy! I think I think we need more info to give them before we go do the big speech. So as the other performers go to gather around the fire, it's just the four of you around Myron's body. I want you all to give me a perception check. Kestrel gets a twenty-two. Twenty-one for Moonlight. Sixteen for Spotry. Twenty-two. Some pretty decent rolls. Yeah. This is. Everybody but Savatri. You guys notice around Myron's body, there are strange tracks. 
there are countless of tiny rat prints. Noted. Which way did they lead from? Like, they were like, like they carried his body over here and dumped him here? Oh, that'd be fucking weird. If you want to draw that conclusion, go ahead, but I'm not about to tell you that that's what happened. All I can tell you is that there are so many rat prints over here that you don't even see Myron's own footprints leading to this spot. Fuck. So basically, I want to see if we can track the prints back some way. Yeah, they just in one spot. Jeb. 18. Jeb, you can tell pretty plainly that the rat prints that are here, they all seem to travel in a group, except when they reach a point just before the wall of the circus tent, they all spread out and they're all going in different directions. So it's almost like they all came from different directions and converged when it got towards where Myron's body is. And then when they left, they did so as a group until it got to the edge of the tent. Then they spread out into single rat prints again. That ain't typical rat behavior. You don't need a nature check to tell you that's pretty atypical rat behavior. So we got it. He was killed by rats. I like it. Moving on. (laughs) We already know that he was killed by vipers, though. He was killed by viper rats. (laughs) Vats. Ripers? So the rats fought the vipers, ingested some of the venom, and then they became venomized rats. Mm Mm-hmm. You see it all the time. It's just simple, simple biology. Yeah, obviously. I feel like we have to go check outside yeah, for both outside. the rats and the viper tracks. So you guys step out of the big top into the early night. It is still dark enough to be considered dim light. The moon is out. You see and hear the crackle of the fireplace. And you also hear the babbling brook that you all made camp next to. Ooh, a map. There's a map. There's going to be combat. I have my whip out. The circus camp map. The camp is just on the south side of the big top. There is a small uh, creek that kind of splits down the middle of camp. Uh, can I can I ask right away who, uh, where is Myron's wag- wagon? Myron's wagon Place. is the one to the cl- closest to the fire pit. What are these buildings? These walls. Pens for the animals. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Animal pens. And yes, there there are there are about a dozen covered wagons here. A couple of carts with supplies. There's animals that are in the pens now that the show is over. And like I had said before, there is a small wooden bridge to cross on the northern side of camp. Towards the southern, southwestern side of camp, there's a like a, a shallow ford with some stepping stones that you can use to step across as well. Where were the tracks from the vipers and the rats? Were they on the south side or are they... Yeah, they would be on the south side because that's where backstage was. Well, the vipers were by the bleachers, right? Correct. Well... Yeah, we need to look for rat tracks, and we need to look for viper tracks. Or or I want to go check to see where the vipers came in. Let's go do that. The vipers would have came in on the north side of the big top. Okay, so where the map isn't. So I'd go with the rats first, since right. that's probably where we're closest. Rats versus. See if there's any kind of discernible pattern after they scatter, or if it just really is a scatter. 
do perception checks work or does it have to be like survival? Gotta be a track here. So That's Jebediah Jeb. Sound you. Oh good. The survival is good today. Dang, you are well. A twenty-three will tell you that the rat tracks all go south. I'm not gonna say there's any sort of pattern. They're not traveling in a group necessarily, but they all certainly cross the river or go into the river. They definitely all go into the river. You're not sure about a cross. You would need to check the other side. Well, let's do that. Let's go check the other side. You check on the other side. You do not find any rat tracks. So they came from the water, maybe. They drowned themselves. (laughs) Rats have a swim speed. The murderers are all dead. They're water rats. They're, They're obviously smarter than your average rat, it seems, so... They probably went that way to hide their tracks. I don't know, right? Can, can we look farther up and downstream for where they might have come out? If you would like. If we're on the other side of the stream, I vote we just check Myron's wagon quick, since we're already over there. All right, let's go check Myron's wagon, and then we'll deliver a rousing speech. Yes. Let's check the wagon. Check the wagon first, though. we got to get that speech figured out first. Yeah. Okay, so you guys walk up to Myron's wagon. The door. Check for traps. Better. No, I don't do that. <laughs> you don't check for traps? No, okay. I absolutely. Kestrel would absolutely not be checking for traps in Myron's wagon. He does not yet know he is in the midst of a grand adventure. I will say the door is locked. Uh, anybody know where the key is? Oh, fucking, let's go check his pants, I guess. Sabatri, do you still have the pants on you, or do you leave them by the body? I just, I quick run, I'm fast. I quick and I run and I go check the pants with the goddamn key. <laughs> it's not that far away. No. I, I, I don't have the pants. Do we not have anybody that can pick a lock? Savatri can. Is, I can't. The key not, is not. Not the second level. Oh, shit. I took society instead of thievery. It's a tent door. It can't be that hard. I literally just like strength open it. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, it, it does. It is like a full wagon. It's not a cloth door. It's like a... Okay, once again, <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not it like, it can't you know, be that hard to, to bust into this. It's just for, uh, is it, wasn't there an action? Feeling like a, safe. Wasn't there There's an action? There's a force open action. Force yes. open. I mean, you take a minus if you don't have a crowbar, but, oh, I've got a crowbar. Perfect. Hand me that crowbar. Um, I walk over to where I would sleep. I have a pup tent. Next to the pup tent is a mule, as a matter of fact. Uh, the mule is interesting in that it wears a hat that is identical to Kestrel's hat. This mule's name is Dalwinnie, and he is my friend. And he carries all of my stuff. And while I'm at him, I'll open up one of the kegs that is strapped onto his flanks and refill my tankard. And then I'll grab my crowbar and bring it over to, uh, to Jeb. All right. Oh, you need a crowbar? I have one in my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> it's right next to it's right next to the manacles. Oh, so I just take a. I just. I don't get a plus with the crowbar. I just. Get, okay, so sorry. It's twenty, not twenty-two. Twenty with the crowbar. Okay. So a twenty athletics check to attempt to force open does in fact succeed, and uh, Jeb kind of goes up there and sticks his crowbar in the crack, uh, and as you do that, one of the uh, performers kind of looks over and cocks an eyebrow and then the professor turns and looks and goes doesn't Myron have the key? Oh, does he have Alzheimer's? 
He wasn't listening when you went to go check the key. Oh, I thought you meant like he thought Myron was still alive. Oh, no, we, we did not find the key on Myron's person. And so instead we are forcing our way into his wagon, but, but only with good intentions, just trying to determine what has happened. To make everybody safe. And just as Kestrel says to make everybody safe, Jeb pops the door open. And as soon as the door to the wagon comes out, this blast of small pollen, like spore particles, comes jettisoning out of the wagon. And everybody, everybody is giving Tyler a look of incredulity right now. I just want to point that out. You're doing Except this because David said we weren't looking for traps, right? Like oh, absolutely. I included this in the, on a whim to fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's You weird. know, I did throw a perception check out there. I was going to say I looked for traps. Well, you didn't. Savatri might have. Savatri is probably more... I would say Savatri is more cautious or studious or keen than Kestrel. Without a doubt. Deb's a little more impatient and would have already opened this thing. Which That's you did. Fair. That's fair. It's open. That's fair. <laughs> it's open I've right now. I've been struck by pollen. The pollen spray that occurs here, I need to find out who would be within 15 feet of the door. I mean, definitely Kestrel would have been. I handed, handed Jeb the crowbar. I know Jeb and Kestrel. That'd be safe to say that that's it? That makes sense. So this sickly green colored pollen comes out and I am going to need oh, no, a fortitude save. Um, you know, you're going to need a will save. You need will, a will save? save? Fuck me. Well, it's better than my fort save on this character, so... Cool. I get a 23. 20. Jeb and Kestrel both save. Uh, Jeb got it exactly. <laughs> Here's another thing that I need to do. I need to actually make a uh, ranged attack on y'all as well. Oh, for fuck's sake. The pollen spray gets a... 20 to hit you. Heck yeah. Kestrel, that same pollen spray gets a 21 to hit you. Goodness gracious. Alright. You are both going to take 1d8 poison damage. Jeb, you're going to take 1 poison damage, and Kestrel, you are going to take 4 poison damage. And it's getting in your face, and it burns a bit, and ah, it's just surprising. Where the hell did this come from? What the is this? When the doors open and you kind of, you know, shake off the fact that you just got sprayed in the face with something, there are four of these plant pods that are scattered throughout the wagon in here. It's like my brother from another mother, you know? <laughs> and they look like they're ready to burst. Gross and terrible. They're bulbous. They kind of it look is, like a victory bell. It is a very veiny pod. <laughs> it is a very veiny pod. Oh my. What do you guys want to do with the pods? I want to see if there's a way, like, I can naturally, like, I guess I'm looking for the word disarm, but it's their plan. I'm just trying to, like, get them out of there safely. Kestrel absolutely wants to back away because I had not healed since the fight with the brawlers. So I was, so now I'm pretty injured. So I, I definitely want to back away. You think that you might be able to, like, stop them from bursting and remove them from the wagon, but it's going to take a little bit of a delicate touch and knowing exactly where to hold 
the pods. How many am I looking at? Four. So each one is going to be a nature check to remove. So is it one of these things that popped that I think did the initial damage, or is that something else? You think it was probably something else. These four look like they haven't like necessarily burst yet. Something must have been rigged onto the door because it was t- the the timing was too perfect. I'll tempt the first one. Eighteen. Jebediah walks into the wagon. He knows he needs to step lightly because even shaking the bottoms here could be too much. And you go up to it. You find the right spot to pick it up, and you slowly lift it up, and it does not burst. Where do you take it? The river. The fire. Or the fire. Yeah. You go to put it with the fire. with the people that are all around it. Ah, just fucking get away from the fire. I yell out to Kestrel, tell him to get away from the fire. Yeah, I, I tell everybody, step away from the fire. We're going to clear the area of the hazardous materials. Stand behind something. Uh, the the performers all look very, very concerned, and they start whispering, Oh, my God, somebody put these things inside of Myron's thing. Oh, my gosh, somebody was trying to kill Myron. What if they're coming for us? And, but they back up. They listen, and they back up. And, and I go, Woof. And it flares up real quick, and then it dies back down, just like... Uh, just like a Christmas tree in March. All right, new idea. Let's just burn the cabin. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I guess I'll just continue to do this unless anyone wants to jump in the initiative. It's all you, man. Liter- literally, all <laughs> you. All right, I might break one here at an eight. Okay. As you go down to pick one up, you do. It does, in fact, burst. Does it look like it's going to disrupt the other ones, or am I just just the one? Okay. <laughs> Even though it was a critical failure, it does not say here you burst more than one of the critical <laughs> failures. So you are, in fact, going to take a minus four to the will save that I'm going to make you do here. Six. Wow, that's bad. That's really bad. Uh, you are going to take a minus four on perception checks and saves against mental effects for the next two hours. Okay. That's it. You're also going to take... The, the 1d8? The 1d8. Oh, does he need to attack me again? Oh, that's right. Sorry, the attack. Okay. Definitely hits with the 25. <laughs> uh, so you're going to take 7 points of poison damage here. Alright, All right, guys, I got rid of 12. 2 of them now. Now I need some healing. Yeah, no shit. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do one more. I'm going to treat wounds on myself when I get a chance. <laughs> you're going to do one more here? Yep. Alright, Jebediah is giving it another shot. <laughs> Fuck. So am I taking minus eight on this will, or no? No, it's just the same minus four. Thirteen. All right, that's a failure. This doesn't really stack. Okay. But if I roll this d4 for how many hours it affects you, and it's higher than two? Four hours. All right. For the next four hours, you get a minus four. Touch attack me. Uh, I did, with another 25, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. Six points. Of poison damage. Jesus. Now, real quick, you can, while you're picking these up and they burst, you can throw them in the fire after you burst them. So, on the, when I, I just kind of, like, fall to my knees on, before I go back into the next one, I can't grab it. (laughs) Someone's else got to do it, or they can heal me. Okay. Yeah, let's take some time to heal. I'm going to spend ten minutes and do a treat wounds on myself with the medicine skill. Because I need some hit points. I get a 20. I succeed. So I heal 2d8. Uh, I'm going to retreat wounds on Jebediah. I do not succeed. Oh, you got an 11. Savatri fails to treat Jebediah's wounds. You're not really sure how to do this type of poison. You've never come across it before. Fine, I'll go in again. 
You risk it for the biscuit, Jeb. Why? What? Because no one's healing me. Y'all suck at this. What? What is your uh, range? Eighteen. Uh, Savatri completely botches the heal job after ten minutes. Jeb's just like, fine, I'll try it again. And Fuck Jeb it, we'll do it, it live. <laughs> and he picks it up and just expertly carries it over to the fire and just tosses it in and kind of looks at Savatri. Fuck you up for me, I tried. <laughs> Well, I was in there as far as David could mage hand, but you know. Hey, what's done is done. I like how you waited until four pods were disposed of to say <laughs> mage hand. <laughs> I, I just thought about it after the third one, and then he's just like, well, fuck it, rolling the dance check. I mean, it worked, but. Uh, yeah, the, and the DC was 18, so. I had a very I, high chance of not going unconscious, so I just I, went with it. I don't have mage hand. I took press the digitation instead. Oh, well, is that what you have? Someone with a high perception go, uh perceive in there. Unless that's me again. Yeah, I think that's you. I mean, otherwise... Yeah, I'm getting a minus four on his perception for the next four. I'm gonna go just lay down by next to the fire. I'm exhausted. Yeah, I'm gonna go in there yeah. and look around. I'll go in there and look around, too. So we got Sabatri, Kestrel, Moonlight, you going into? I'll stand at the door. Literally all of us suck. Wow. Wow, we do suck. Well, let me describe to you all what you see. Is that even with your minus four, Jeb? No. <laughs> Oh, okay. Here's the funny part. Even with the minus four, you still beat everybody. <laughs> I'm not You guys get for perceptions to search the room. Eight. Uh, ten. Sabatri also got an eight. He's just, like, staring daggers at me across the room. Myron's wagon is filled with many personal belongings gathered from his travel. You don't see anything suspicious. You don't see any, like, telling item that would let you know that he was expecting danger of some kind. Uh, you do find a uh, an interesting looking crystal vial. It's uh, fucking death pods. We don't see anything unusual. I mean, Jebediah got rid of and burned the death pods. I suppose I'm speaking outside the death pods. Dream pollen pod is what they were called. But uh, yeah, he's he's got uh, an interesting looking crystal vial in here. Um, the space is being lit by an ever-burning torch. There's a, a, an engraving on the ever-burning torch that says, See what you want to see. Uh, there's a bearskin hat, a cape that's here. You actually recognize the cape. You guys know what this cape is. It's the cape once worn by a skilled animal trainer named Great Fortunato, who died. Well, I don't want to fuck with his belongings. We'll figure out what to do with that later. We're, but we don't see anything else incriminating. Mostly just the plant pods were clearly meant to kill him in case the vipers didn't, it would seem. It would certainly seem something of that nature. Yeah. They were meant to be that they were obviously placed there to cause harm. Which they succeeded at. But yeah, I'll leave the rest of the stuff. I'm not going to fuck with the rest of it. So you guys leave the wagon for the moment? Yeah, I suppose so. Just curious, does anybody in our group have detect magic? I do. Oh, do you? Oh, do you? As a cleric. I do too. I detect magic. I mean, it might be useful. <laughs> There's a single magical item inside of this wagon. The ever-burning torch obs. Obs, huh? Obs. <laughs> well, an ever-burning torch is magical, and if there's only one, that's it. it my, my, my question had nothing to do with the ever-burning torch. It was about your choice of obs. Oh, I know. But I did it anyway. <laughs> I know. <laughs> If you guys all decide to leave Myron's wagons, the performers are standing a little farther away from the fire than they were before. 
but they're all looking at you. Savatri. Yeah, Savatri, you're up. I, I, I give Savatri like a little nudge with my elbow. G- give them a rousing speech. They all start, like, a few of them are like, what, what are we going to do? We can't go back to our wagons. What if there's death pods in our wagons, too? There probably are. What? Oh! Yep. yep. What do we do, Savatri? This is why Ted can't play a face in the I charisma. Um, yeah. Do you guys want to talk for Savatri and I'll roll? You don't have to. You just roll. That's it's not like cheating. I, no, here's the thing. Like, I have gotten into this with I other DMs. It. And I hate it when a DM asks you, as the player, to say, what does your character say? Fucking, I don't know. I don't have an 18 charisma. My character does. They're the ones that know what to say. I don't fucking know. I, I think it should be a comedy. I mean, I think you should try to be clever about what you say, but also, I yes, I the, I the point of the role is... I also think it's funny, I probably have as high or higher of a diplomacy. Your, your diplomacy is higher than mine. Oh, Moonlight do it then. Everybody trust Moonlight. I'm pretty sure your charisma is higher than mine. I yeah, have 60. I don't I don't have an 18 yeah. stat. I have three 16s. That's an interesting character. Do you have an 18 charisma, Swanee? Yes, I do. So here's what I'll say about my take on the whole diplomacy thing. I just, I don't care what you say. Just give me the gist of it when you make your diplomacy roll. How well you roll is how well they take what you say. And just give me the gist of it. Even if you want to give it to me as Ted, but just make sure you've got Sabatri's sensibilities about you. Moonlight is the face of the party. See, I, I, I like to roll <laughs> first and find out whether it's good or bad, and, and then kind of play yeah. how I. That makes sense. At that least makes a, lot of a sense. little bit on like, like if it's a really bad roll, it's gonna be like I'm not gonna be like completely like I don't even see the moon. It's like I mean, yes, you see the moon. <laughs> So, I, I, just thought it, I just thought it was funny that everybody like immediately went to Ted for like being the face. And <laughs> no, Moonlight. Let Moonlight but, do it. But Moonlight was okay with it because like they're still a little shy about what's going on. And so I like I like nudge Savatri, and then Savatri like nudges Moonlight. <laughs> okay, so Moonlight gets a twenty. They will say some like, it, "It's okay, everybody. We will check all the wagons before." Anybody goes into their their wagons for the night, and we'll make sure everything's safe. You promise us? Yeah, this is really, this is scary. Somebody's trying to kill us. I bet you it's... And then another one nudges one before they get it out. The circus must not be named. Oh, those bastards. I know of whom you're speaking. We all do, Castro. <laughs> audience might not. Buzz Kestrel, how drunk are you right now? Exactly as drunk as I want to be. Well, not, no. I want to be a little bit more. <laughs> That's a bad promise to make. I, I do not want to check these characters. There's like 16 of them. 18 of them. Well, fuck that. That's what we're doing. Everybody kind of looks at Moonlight and they look back and forth to each other and they go, yeah, okay. Alright, then you know, we'll stay around the fire together where it's safe. You just tell us when it's safe. We're on it, friends. How well, I mean, obviously I know the professor. How well do I know whether, like, how close he and um, Myron were? He and Myron were very close. You know that. You know they both came from a previous circus that they worked at together. So Moonlight will be like, Professor, could you look in Myron's wagon? 
maybe you know what might be different in there. Well, I suppose they do spend some time in the wagon playing checkers with Myron every now and then. Or did spend time with him doing that. Certainly, Moonlight, I will. I will look through the wagon and inform you if I find anything strange. Thank you. Okay, so what are the other ends that we have? We need to go find where the rats came out of the water, and we want to go check out the tracks behind the tent for the snakes. So, which of those do we want to do first? Oh, also, Savatri, do you have any healing spells to try and help Jeb? I mean, she can attempt to treat poison. Would that work? Is Jeb actually poisoned, or is it just damage? Um, I never did, like, a nature check on the pods. Like, what? Um, I'm going to attempt another nature check. Okay. What's going on with my eyes? 18. Okay. Uh, you do know that they were, uh, they're called dream pollen pods. Um, they have hallucinogenic properties. Uh, nice. They kind of make you see tracers. That's why you're, that's, right now, you're all hopped up on these dream pollen pods right now. We saved one, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you burned them all in the fire pit. God damn you. <laughs> They also, you know, deal poison damage. That's what the hallucinogenic properties are from. You know, the poison. But yeah, they are actually native to the Isle of Aaron. So, I guess if I know of this stuff, is it something like, can I just wash my eyes out? Cause like, or is it like a poison that I can try to that is save? Good, that yeah, is or a is good it just, question. Or is it just wait up four hours? hours. I... I See here, I th- I'm almost positive it's wait out four hours. All right, let's go, guys. I'm fucking high as shit. <laughs> What's the dude just gives it. me a negative four on me too perception checks. That's it. <laughs> that's yeah, fine. That's it. You said well, and you said I'm wisdom, right? Or is no, that no, just no, just perception? What was making me take the wisdom loss? You said there's uh, like a minus four on will on mental something or other. It was just against that save specifically when you were oh. like in the wagon. Oh. But we, but we can still try and heal your wounds, like yeah, yeah do it up. Sure. Yeah, Savatri, do you have like actual heal spells? I mean, can we as just a, wait an as hour? A, as a cleric, I got four. I mean, yeah, or, we can, or we can wait an hour. I mean, if you fail, can you not heal me again? Right, right. For an hour. It, yeah, the attempt wounds, takes yeah. it away. Yeah. I'm just gonna use a heal spell on you. Two action. Well, thanks. Calistria blesses you. With 12 hit points. Calistria nice. doesn't bless shit, Savatri. Bless him. <laughs> Sorry. I call for Turtle. She's going to be my guide, Turtle. A side, a side effect of my healing is you become horny. <laughs> you just called my cat. <laughs> We're not going there, all right? <laughs> that, that's not Jeb's jam. <laughs> What's the difference between syrup and jam? <laughs> <laughs> don't know what is. I can't syrup my dick in your ass. <laughs> it's, the original joke is jelly and jam, but we're talking about syrup. We're talking so about jam. <laughs> Alright, well, I will use Turtle to help me navigate since I'm kind of tripping balls for the next few hours. Who's got a decision? Anybody care if we check out the rats of the snakes first? I think we just go just up and down the edge of the river real quick. I mean, I don't think we're going to go like a mile away or anything like okay. that. Just a couple hundred feet up and down and see if we notice any uh, rat tracks coming out of the water. 
Okay. Try a survival check. Uh, or, or a perception check to notice the tracks first. We're going to do, yeah, so the first thing we're going to decide, which side of the uh, creek bank are you on? The south side or the north side? Well, we're on the south side right now, so I'd say let's start there. So you travel down on the, you just go along the river down the south side, uh, past the little pond that's here, past the shallow ford with the stepping stones, and into kind of like where trees start to come up to the uh, edge of the brook. As you guys get closer, get uh, to the southeastern side, or sorry, the southwestern side of the camp, give me perception checks. 14. 17 for Moonlight. The last three got a 21. Four. Ouch. Jeb's not doing too good right now. Uh, Well, what are we looking for? Well, maybe I should say Jeb's doing really good right now. (laughs) Okay, so as you guys, like, start traveling down, I actually am going to make you guys arrange yourselves... Right here, in this little clearing that's over here. Yep, right where Kestrel is. Who would be going first, etc., etc. As you guys start traveling south and down the river here, you come across a small clearing. No more than a widening in the path through the thick woods. Contains a small pile of leaves a few feet in diameter with a thin blanket. Next to the leaves rests a small backpack emblazoned with a green patch. The stream burbles merrily nearby. And as you kind of look around this clearing, you actually see on the bank of the river is a small creature holding a sack and is putting river rocks into the sack. And as you you all start to approach, it looks up startled. The small blue humanoid with a long nose. This is a snurbnoblin? With bat-like wings. A water method. There is a water method holding that sack, putting river rocks into it, and it looks up, and it it almost looks guilty for a moment. And then it spreads its arms and drops the sack, and it goes Initiative. (laughs) So am I losing, um... My plus four, minus four on my initiative as well. Oh, yeah, you are going to lose minus four. Yep, it's going to be a minus 40 initiative as well. So, at the top of the initiative order is who? Kestrel or Moonlight? Who goes first? Moonlight, you want to go first and, like, try and talk him down? Give it a try. Well, no, because diplomacy is a minute now. That's right. I can't do, like, a make an impression or anything like that. That's true. Correct. He looks like he's hostile, though. He looks like he's going to attack us. Absolutely, yes. All right. Because, yeah, I really wanted to be like, oh, yeah, I want to try to talk him down. But it's like, wait a minute. Nope. Can't fucking do that. You got to get that that feet, whatever it is, glad hand or whichever one it is. Um, I'll go first then since I'm a melee combatant. Yeah, if he looks immediately hostile, then sure, I will. Uh, I'm just I'll just get to his kind of southeast corner and I will. That's one action, one action to launch into some flurry of blows and make some attacks on him. So attack number one. That's a nat 20. Very nice. Very well done. Go ahead and roll that critical roll. It did not understand that that was supposed to be a crit, but so that's seven damage from the first hit on it, and then four. So a total of 11 damage from that crit. Wow, that was a big crit. You you get this thing right in its nose, and you break it in half with a sickening pop. Gross. Well, we'll punch. Well, do I look like I hurt him a lot? 
You you hurt him a decent amount, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, his nose is broken. He's bleeding blue blood everywhere. Uh, I am going to make this uh, non-lethal, and I'm okay. going to punch him again with my second flurry. I was going to say, this is still within the first action of flurry. Of yeah, this is still within my first action. I get a 12 and miss. Um, with my third action, I will cast shield, and I'm done. All right. Then after Kestrel, it's moonlight. I, um, yeah, I will cast gaze on it. Okay, so it needs a will save, correct? Yes. Okay. Do that up. It gets a seven. Is that a critical failure? Critically fails. Oh, wow. Is it just a basic save? Yes, it is a basic save. So he will take eight. You want me to just drag that and drop it on him again? Yeah, go ahead. And then with a critical failure, he's also stunned for one round. Stunned for one round or stunned one? Let me double check. It's a big difference. One. So then he loses an action on his turn. Okay. Very effective. So yeah, I did eight non-lethal damage to him with my days and stunned him for one action, basically. He puts his hands to his head. And then third action, I will also cast shield. Then next in initiative order is Savatri. Savatri will... Uh, first action, move closer to it, so it's within her 10-foot reach. Then she will attack it with her whip, which is non-lethal. 25 to hit? Mm. Yeah, 25 definitely hit. So you guys are just rocking this thing. This poor bastard. <laughs> uh, it's too non-lethal. Okay, well, uh, Sabatri saunters up and cracks her whip out, gets it around the ankle and flips it, and it lands at the back of its head. And it's unconscious. It was all non-lethal damage, so he is yeah. not dead, but he is absolutely, without a doubt, knocked out. Good, good, because I wanted to question him. Um, I'm going to grab him, and... Uh, well, we're not out of initiative yet. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. No, no, it's okay, it's okay. Jeb. I mean, I don't want to do anything. Well, I mean, I'll maybe tie him up. You want to go tie him up? I got some rope. Okay. Cut off so, his wings. I'm not cutting off his wings. <laughs> <laughs> Those are his arms, too. <laughs> Uh, um, no, he just means cut the membrane. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Yeah, that's less cruel somehow. I guess it is Not. technically. But. So yeah, I'll take out some of my rope here, cut off a fair amount. I would say with three actions, you could get the rope, get over to him, and tie him. And get a critical success on tying him. You roll a, <laughs> a 26 on him, you expertly hog tie this thing in no time flat. After Jebediah, a, another small water method bursts out of the river. Right at the same time as the water method that you knocked out starts struggling against the bonds that it's now tied against. I mean, is it uh, conscious? I mean, now it's it still is, unconscious. Yes. No, it's not. Oh, it must have had its turn and made a roll and done stuff. No rolls, but it is conscious. Is that how it works? It's conscious again. So it, 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 it has self-healing or something like that. Oh, oh sure, you, yes. sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. He bursts out of the water and he flies to the east just so that he's just south of where Savatri. No, sorry. Just south of where Kestrel is. And he takes a big, deep breath. <gasps> oh, good. And then breathes acid oh, in great. a 15-foot cone in front of it. The water method breathes acid. That's unexpected. Uh, and I'm going to need a reflex save from Kestrel, Jebediah, Savatri, and the unconscious. Probably soon to be unconscious again. 
best friend of his. Jeez. Jeff. That's two 20s in a row. <laughs> One more and I level. <laughs> uh, Kessel gets a 21. Savasri got an 18. I got a 25 with a 20 on the dice, moving it up to a critical success. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you all succeed. Jebediah critically succeeds. Um, and the other guy gets a 18, which is just a regular success. So you all are going to take half of this 2d6 acid damage. So two damage to Savatri. Jebediah doesn't take any damage. And actually, the other method does not take any damage either. Good, because probably, like, because if you would have taken damage from it, that wouldn't have been non-lethal. You'd just been dead. <laughs> then that will be the end of round one. We are now back to the top of the order. Round two, it is Kestrel's turn. Okay. Since I am probably the fastest one here, I am going to try and move back behind him, and I'll go around him. I need to look up acrobatics and tumbling through a space. I don't really think you can use acrobatics to attempt to avoid attacks of opportunity anymore. Yeah, you there, can. There's still a, still, still a tumble. There's still a tumble through. Tumble through is an action in acrobatics. But that's tumble through a, a, an occupied square, correct? Not just a threatened it. square. Oh, yeah, it's move through the space of one enemy. So tumble oh, yeah, through. It's not to an avoid, that's not to avoid an attack of opportunity. Okay. Uh, well, then I'm not going to do that. I just move around him, and if he has an attack of opportunity, he may take it on me. He does not. Okay, then we're just going to flurry. Another action, second action to flurry on him. Attack number one is going to be a 16 to hit. 16 hits. I will deal him seven damage. All right, another max damage hit. Another this is quite the turnaround. Yeah, making up for last week. Five. Yeah. Uh, attack number two with that flurry. I get a six to hit. That's going to miss. Uh, and... Uh, with my third action, shield. Then after Kestrel, it is Moonlight. I think I'm just going to cast Daze on Mr. Mephit. How far can I do Daze? 60 feet. So he will also critically fail. Goodness. Yeah, roll the one on the dice. Holy crap. Because you're steamrolling this. Eight damage to the... So eight damage and he is stunned for one action stunned one and then this is the one that you that is not hogtied or it is the one that's not hog, the one that is not hogtied and then third action will be shield again just in case one, another one pops out of the water <laughs> yeah no yeah. shit then the one that is currently hogtied uh kind of like laying half in the river from on the bank where he got knocked out by Savatri. he loses his first action because he's stunned one from the critical hit of days and with his second and third action he takes a deep breath and breathes a cone of acid on jebediah and savatri what an asshole so i'm gonna need a reflex save from you too jeb oh god <laughs> hey! level jeb levels jeb level two. <laughs> no. holy shit there's three uh, fucking 20s in a row three 20s in a row for jeb I get 25 in critical succeed. Yeah, you do. Take no damage again. I want these methods to think I'm a god. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Holy shit. Savatri gets a 19. That's the most agile dwarf I've ever seen. Yeah, Savatri saves too. Um, I mean, I'll roll this 2d6 and Savatri will take half this damage. Savatri takes four damage. Acid. I'm just uh, 
people are flabbergasted at you right now, Jeb. <laughs> this is the most damage I've ever seen one of Ted's characters take. <laughs> Man, I'm kidding. It's a good point. I don't know how I feel about not being like <laughs> off map, basically. <laughs> uh, anyways, it is now Savatri's turn. Uh, Savatri will move five feet so that both of them are within her range. And she will start by attacking the one next to Kestrel. 18 to hit. 18 definitely hits. Uh, minimum damage. One damage. One damage. Okay. One not non-lethal damage to the non-hog-tied water method. She will then cast Guidance onto Jebediah. Then after Savatri, it is now Jebediah's turn. Are we killing things? Um, I'd say we could kill one of them, because I don't think we need two of them alive, but that's an awfully cynical view for Kestrel. Uh, ch- we also haven't figured out if we can kill them. I suppose that's true. We haven't actually tried to kill them. Does Jebediah know if methods are like just pesky little things or the evil or like... I think you would have to make a recall knowledge check to get that figure that out. And what would that be? It's either Arcana or Nature. You can use Nature for this. 16? So Jeb takes a moment and uh, thinks about water methods and you wanted to know specifically are they evil creatures generally yeah or are they just like pet like pests or like i mean sometimes they they can definitely be considered pests um they're you know aquatic in nature so it makes sense that they're near the stream here generally they're not necessarily evil no elementals tend to be more neutral creatures all right i'll take out my ex Shut up. Is, is your AI assistant handing you your axe? <laughs> 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 there you go. <laughs> um, what do we say? A weapon non-lethal is minus two? Minus two, correct, yep. And I have guidance, so minus one. Alright. You got it. And you got flanking. Does, does the guidance automatically go on and do it? I don't know how that works exactly. Well, we'll Fox just game. put no modifiers and we'll just see what happens. Because I'd be at a plus one with flanking. Miss. Sometimes sometimes it's not worth doing the math. When you roll a three on the dice, that's one of those times. Alright, um, yeah, I'll, that'll be my turn. Alright. Then, after Jebediah, it is the uh, elemental that is currently getting flanked. It's going to use its first action to flee into the river. And you all see a dark shape that swims to the southwest out of sight. That one flees. It is now top of round three. Kestrel, it is your turn. So, gosh, I'm going to spend one action to move up to the small or to the the method that's hogtied. And I just want to, like, hold his face into the dirt so he can't spray us. (laughs) Yes, I'll make an athletics check. His Uh, nose is already pretty broken, so it'd be easy to do. Yeah, I'll make an athletics check. I don't think you need to make an athletics check. I can just do it. I can just, like, yeah, I'm just going to hold his face into the ground so he can't spray us and wait for Jeb or somebody to try and, like, gag him. So then I want to ask, what's your guys' intention with this method? Well, I want to question him. I want to see what's up. Okay. Uh, Jeb, I can let you know you did get a good enough nature check here. I would give you an additional piece of information. Uh, Water methods speak Aquan. Convenient. That's it. That's all they speak. Let's go see if anybody at the circus speaks Aquan. <laughs> you all know that nobody speaks Aquan. <laughs> do we? Do we know that? 
You do. Water lady Maybe doesn't do. speak Aquan. Mordane? Yeah. She has a water act. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say no. It doesn't really seem like a thing that a pompous, egotistical magician would know. Even if there's water in her act. I would just like to say, as a pompous, egotistical person, that doesn't necessarily mean you don't actually know things. Fair. Okay. Alright, that's fair. You guys are pretty sure that nobody at the, the circus knows Aquan. That is reasonable. That is not a terribly common one to know. Alright, so there's that bag of rocks, right? There's a bag of rocks here, yes. Is it literally just a bag of rocks? I mean, it's a sack that has water. Just yeah, rocks. River stones, that's it. I'll tie him and hand him the rocks. Is there anything on this guy? Does he have anything on him? Nah, he's kind of, uh, hold on. Suddenly is, I mean, is he naked? I, I figured, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's, he's, he's totally naked. Or are those, hold on, pull up his picture. Are those, like, the like blue briefs the same color that he is? Or is he just got nothing going on down there? Looks like he's just got nothing going on down there. Yeah, he looks pretty naked. Or it. It's naked it and does it's not got look nothing like it going has. On. I mean, his sexual of... part is obviously his nose. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty fucking erect. So <laughs> really <laughs> the funny thing is, it's the only thing on its body that's a color other than blue and it's it pink. Yeah. <laughs> and throbbing. Oh, God. It is. Oh, it really God. is. Did you have to use the word throbbing? Joining us here on the MinMax Podcast. As we mentioned earlier, if you'd like more information about our characters and the Extinction Curse campaign, we have that information on our website, MinMaxed.com. You can find our character sheets, character art, and backstories. You can also find links to all of our different things like Discord, where you can come and hang out with us and other MinMaxed fans, and our Patreon if you'd like to support us. Join us again next week as we continue The Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.